Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast, a very special edition, as this is our last recording prior to the very exciting NFL draft. Well, hopefully, we'll see. But um, as you know, if you listened the last few weeks, we've been breaking down each position, looking at our dynasty rankings, quarterback, running back, tight end, and today we are wrapping up with wide receivers. Um, brought to you, of course, by Expand the Box Score. Check them out. Use promo code 40 for four days free of some advanced stats over there. But without further ado, we're probably going to jump right into this because we're going to try to go a little deeper than you did at the other positions. But Walk, how are you and where you want to start? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we uh, we were rocking and rolling and now we get into probably the the deepest and what seems to be more volatile positions between the two of us as far as rankings are concerned. But before we get into this, I do need to ask you about your your wonderful desert camping excursion that you took with your children the last few days. Any uh any any gems from the from the getaway? The only interesting thing was uh we were at uh, Zion National Park and um we were sitting on a rock having some snacks. I'll send you a picture after a squirrel came up to us. It smelled our snacks, climbed up a rock, and the squirrel climbed, completely climbed up me like it was my pet squirrel. Then my son panicked because he's a chicken shit, and he threw his little snack, and the squirrel ran after the food. <laughs> so but you nothing, were totally comfortable too crazy. with a, a rabies-carrying squirrel climbing around you. And I had no choice. He was on me. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't see it coming. I mean, this is. It was. It was too late. What? It was too late. Oh no! He was crawling around for a minute, and then he decided to come after me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it sounds like better you than your son. I mean, that could have been even more traumatic. But if if that was the the epitome of the trip, it seems sounds extremely relaxing. Was it? Well, nothing. Yeah. Was, nothing was crazy. It, was like, it a lot of like hiking around stuff or sitting around? Like, what's what sort uh, of thing we do when they camp? A little bit of a little bit of a little bit of B. I mean, it depends okay. where we go. But this one, the where we were camping, there isn't much to do there unless you're into mountain biking. But then when we went to the national parks, we did a little bit of hike in there. So, did you stay in any one place for more than one night? Yeah, I stayed <laughs> in the same place the whole time. Oh, oh, so you just drove to other places? So you, you maintained Correct. the campground, but you yes. Just- Okay. Venture out. I pictured you picking up. Yeah. Picking no, up it's too much. Of, just exactly. I mean, yeah. They're eight and five. It's a fucking nightmare to set up and take down once each. Yeah. That's listen. I've I've put up many a tent even at my own house throughout all of this 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 COVID experience. And after like the third time, I'm like, I never want to do this again. And then the next time I could see the tent, they're like, Oh, Dad, can you put this back up? So currently. We have a little two-person sleeper tent set up in our basement for no reason other than that they just like tents. Yeah, it's, so they'll go it's, down and I'm sitting them with their tablets in inside. They're in our basement, just playing in the tent, and they love I, it. Yeah, I enjoy the Weird. whole process except 
getting there, setting up, taking down and leaving. <laughs> yeah, except all that. You actually like, you know, after you're established, it's all good. But yes. yes. And to do that over and over again would be an, an, an effort and frustration, I'm sure. We we did a one-night camp out at, like, a park where they had, like, it was set up, like, yeah, like you come and there's all events and stuff like that. You can set up a tent. All. And, like, the next morning, but you had to be out by, like, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock the next morning because it's not it's, – it's a park. It's sure. not meant for camping. It's, like, a playground. And that next morning, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I just set this thing up, like, 12 hours ago. Yes. We got here, and I got to take it down and, and – then and bag it all up again, you know, and get out of here. That's this doesn't sound enjoyable. Why, why well, did yeah. I agree to do this? And then I had a new tent for this trip because the the other tent they had was was sufficient. But I'm six one, and I'm sick of kneeling when I'm trying to get them dressed and get myself dressed. And just a pain in the ass. So I bought a taller tent, <laughs> so it was all all new too. And it's yeah, so it's bigger and a bigger pain in the ass to set up and take apart. So it was. I, I hear you because the, the the family tent we have, it's got to have, it's got to be eight feet high. So it's like fully yeah. like, and it's pitched at the edges is probably six sure. feet high. I think I can stand edge to edge of it. You can fit two queen size mattresses in there, inflatable in there. It's got fucking windows like front and back and a door that I think I can almost literally just walk in standing up. With that comes far more sophisticated, you yes. know, you know, directions for putting this thing together. I know it backwards and forwards, but it's not like it's just one of those that, like, within five minutes you, you're established. It's like, no, this is it's going to take about an hour to get this thing set up correctly, and yes. it's worth it when you're done. But like I said, when you're camping <laughs> for one night and then you got to take her back down, you're like, man, we should have just brought that cheap, you know, the two second one. What am I ones. doing here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I made the mistake. So before we uh, jump into the wide receiver ranking, so I did all of our rankings. I did all my stuff at the same time four weeks ago. And I, I like doing rankings and going through it and tweaking it and all that. I don't know about you, but I found wide receiver to be excruciating. I see you put a box around our top three because they're the same. And I don't even really like number three, to be honest. It's a top two for me. And then you can just roll the fucking dice from here down. I, everyone besides those top two have just so much trouble and question marks and potential for a, a bump down. I, I hated doing wide receivers compared to the other positions. Yeah. And I think, yeah, right before we went live and see, I did these all like as we went along. So I didn't do them all in advance and, and tweak. Like I did quarterbacks for quarterbacks, tight ends for tight ends. So it's, it's been a process for me, you know, in, in a, you know, going along with our, our schedule. So I have had to like double back. These were done last night and this morning, you know, so <laughs> they, I didn't, I didn't have to shuffle anything around, but I'm there with you. I think I was kind of surprised that you had three, the same three, the same number three that I did. And we'll obviously disclose all of this as, as we go along. But I wouldn't have thought you would have had them much further down. One and two, however you like them, I think are, I'm going to say, inarguable at this point in time. They are just well, I mean, established we'll, we'll, alphas with age on their side. So, yeah, let's, let's spill let, the beans on let, that. One, let one let is the fans know. Chase. <laughs> yeah, one is Jamar Chase, two is Justin Jefferson, 
pretty much the same everywhere, I think. I don't think you're going anywhere where they're not one and two. And then um, the guy we've been teasing around, number three, we both have CeeDee Lamb. And like I said, for me, it was almost a process of elimination to go down a little bit further. If Tyreek Hill wasn't traded, Tyreek Hill would have been my three. But we'll get into that and where those guys are in a minute. But um, but to me, but but Lamb has plenty of concerns. I look back at what happened with Juju when Antonio Brown left. I mean, we haven't seen Lamb really hit the potential everybody thought he had coming into the league. And as much as I don't like Amari Cooper, who I'm sure we'll discuss also later, um, he was taking some of the heat off Lamb. So now that Lamb is the guy in Dallas, how does he respond getting covered by team's number one corner? So I, I have him at three. It's begrudgingly there, but I don't feel comfortable bumping anybody really ahead of him. Maybe A.J. Brown, but. Yeah, I mean, as we've done with kind of the other positions, there's I don't think there's a lot to talk about at the top. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are both 22 years old. They've both already established themselves in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, two years in production. Jamar Chase, one year of epic production, tied to Joe Burrow, his his college quarterback, for the foreseeable future. So you're getting age with established production already. There's there's no real argument. CeeDee Lamb, 23 years old, and now stepping into the alpha chair in Dallas where he's going to you know, conceivably be peppered with targets. He has already seen in two NFL seasons 111 and 120 targets in his his rookie and his second years in the NFL. Already totaled over 2,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. So he's giving you he's giving you 1,000 yards and five and a half touchdowns on average his first two years, and that was with an Amari Cooper sucking up a significant amount of the targets. To your point, how does it look when you really kind of step into that alpha chair and you're seeing the primary coverage without Amari Cooper there? Well, there's still Michael Gallup, who we both very much like. There's still Dalton Schultz, and there's still that run game. So I'm not as concerned with him falling on his face, to be honest with you. I, I think when Dallas drafted him, this was the plan all along. We've Correct. discussed this for years. This was the year they could get out from Amari Cooper. I had no doubt they were getting out from Amari Cooper this year, and they did. So this has been in the works, and he's yeah. got two years to really get himself ready <laughs> to be that – Alpha number 88 in the Dallas Cowboys passing offense. I think he's going to see 140, 150 targets this year. If he does, even without any touchdown luck, we're talking about 1,300 yards and probably eight touchdowns for him. And he's 23 years old. So, you know, pencil him in for the next four to five years. Dallas will re-sign him short of something like catastrophic happening. So he's going to be the man in Dallas tied to Dak Prescott for the prime of his NFL career. And yeah, I, I like that. So moving off of those, like you said about the rest of these guys, and, and we'll jump down to Tyreek Hill because <clears throat> you had Tyreek Hill at six. I have Tyreek Hill at 12, which I don't know if it shocked you more that I had him at 12 or shocked me more that you had him at six, uh, to be honest with you. If he were still in Kansas City, like you said, he'd be in my top six. He, I don't know if he'd be any higher. He's already 28 years old. I, I am always concerned with speed receivers and how they're going to age. Not that he hasn't proven himself more versatile, but his calling card is still speed. So I don't know that I would have had him at six. Again, if he's still in Kansas City, he's still a wide receiver one for me. I have him at 12, but I start moving away uh, right around this point. 
from wide receivers at that 28, 29 <clears throat> kind of peak where I just think the best days are behind Tyreek Hill. If I could get wide receiver six value for Tyreek Hill, I'd be trading him right now. No, I get, like I said, I th- there's none of my guys that I have ranked higher than you. I really have a strong case. <laughs> I Like I said, I'm, I'm disgusted by many of them. So like just Hill going to, to Miami, not knowing what two is going to do. I, I hate what it did for Waddle. I, I Waddle lower than I would have because Hill showed up. I, I don't like, I think it's good for real football. I think it sucks for fantasy. I think it's good for Tua Tungavailoa. It's about well, it. Gotten our super flex startup draft <laughs> as my quarterback tail and couldn't be happier about it. Um, but then off of him, we're talking about age, right? So 28-year-old Tyree Kill. Well, I still have 28-year-old Cooper Cup at five, and you have him at nine. So both ext- – oh, sorry, eight. Uh, so both high, even though 28, because I think Cooper Cup's game will age better. Sure. Than Tyree Kill. Yes. And then – I have Stefan Diggs, also 28, at 6, and you have him at 10. So not a ton of variance there with the 28-year-old who just re-upped with Buffalo, who looks likely to retire catching passes from Josh Allen. And then where there is a, a little bit of, I guess, age concerns and variance is Devontae Adams, who I still have at 7, and you have at 12. So very similar to the Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams inverse kind of rankings you tell me why you have Tyree Kill so much higher than Devontae Adams and then I will tell you why I have it the exact opposite I don't I, I hate this move for Devontae Adams and we were talking before we started recording I, I p- included him in two articles I wrote for DLF about veterans to get away from and three wide receivers to trade right now he's never gonna he's not gonna see the volume you saw in Green Bay the the touchdowns where he you know, he's got a ton of those one-yard touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers and gets targeted heavily in the red zone. He's now competing with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller uh, in the red zone. So he's got more competition now, especially for quality targets, touchdown targets, than he's had in his entire career. So the combination of all of that and – to a lesser extent, I'm just not sold on anyone who comes from that Patriots coaching tree anymore. There's just a lot of <laughs> things that, and again, what do I have? 10? So I still have him as a, or 12, I'm sorry, a wide receiver one. But similar to your argument against Tyree Kill, he's a wide receiver one. I just think his his best days are way behind him just because of the change in quarterback, change in scenery, change in supporting cast. I mean, he's never had anyone eat into his targets ever in Green Bay. They've had shit opposite him across the board. So to just have not one, but two guys that have been productive and have earned Derek Carr's trust, uh, I, I think it's bad news for Adams. Listen, I'm looking this up as I say it, and I guess once he first hit. So Devontae Adams really hit in 2016. The wide receiver two in Green Bay at that time. I I, I thought he did. Jordy Nelson was still there. I mean, it was an epic season, but Jordy Nelson was actually still the wide receiver one there in 2016. When Devontae Adams finally happened, just shy of 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns, Jordy Nelson had 1,257 yards and 14 touchdowns in the 2016 season. I thought they overlapped a little bit more because I've heard that before, that he's never really had 
anyone else to to share the plate with. Now that was the end of it because Jordy Nelson, I think, got hurt the next year, and Adams ascended to the top. Still couldn't find his way to a thousand yards. Had eight eighty five and ten when Randall Cobb was there. So yeah, some ancillary pieces, but I think Randall Cobb would qualify as a as a Hunter Renfro esque uh, type player that he has had to share with. But it's been a sizable gap. I mean, the first thousand yard plus season for Devonte Adams was in 2018. He had 169 targets. The, the second targeted, second most targeted player for Green Bay that year was Jimmy Graham with 89. So, 80 target variance between the two. So, yeah, after Devonte was fully realized, he was the man there in Green Bay. But he did have to share for a little bit. I am not at all fucking concerned about Hunter Renfro eating into his targets Darren Waller sure but not Renfro I I I just I'm not going to go there I think Renfro is a good receiver but he's going to be ass alley g-strings when this is all said and done and anyone that wants to spend capital on him that thinks he's going to get anywhere near the volume that he got before I just think you're dead wrong the contract for Adams five years 140 clearly not going to see all of that pretty much locks him in Las Vegas through the 24 season so three more seasons when it's reasonable. He's getting paid 23 mil, 27 mil, and a little over 17 mil. 25 and 26, he, he crests 36 million in yearly cash. He ain't seeing it in 25 and 26 when he's age 33 season. So three more seasons back with Derek Carr. If you had to go anywhere, go with Derek Carr, who's his college teammate, who I know is going to fucking pepper him with targets. He's been trying to get him into Las Vegas he, for a year ago. You were they it was publicly known, and you don't think that they've been talking about it behind the scenes. Like, hey, that Aaron Rodgers guy's getting pretty fucking old. Yeah, you can come out in Las Vegas and finish your career with me, type thing. So I'm still there. And he'll he'll end up being a PPR guy. He's been relatively healthy his entire career. And they don't make this move if there's not designs on him being the primary target in that offense. So I'm gonna hold true with him. I already said my Tyreek Hill. Point, but I understand he's 29. I mean, he's the oldest of the guys we're talking about up here, so the concerns are real um, for those guys. Moving off of that, you have Debo at four. I have Debo at eight. I, I don't think there's a ton there, but is there anything you wanted to say about Debo Samuel? Is Not there- really. Again, you know, these guys. I'm picking between a couple of upside things, a couple of downside things. I, in hindsight, maybe put AJ Brown at four and Debo at five. Now that I'm looking at it in front of me again, but. Um, just his usage. If they maintain that usage, it's great for fantasy. But it also his his touches out of the backfield as a running back increases likelihood of injury. So I mean, there there is that concern. But like I said, they've all got concerns here. Somebody a little bit lower. We both have Metcalf at nine. And like, is that just based on potential? As of right now, today. His quarterback is Drew Locke. If we know that that's what he's going to have, let's just say for two more years. <laughs> where I mean, where do you put Metcalf? I, I have him at nine just because of his name. I don't yeah. even. I mean, talent. I, I, I'm not happy right? with that, and that's how I feel when I did everybody. But that that's one that's sticking out. Like I don't like him at nine at all. But that's where yeah. he is. I I don't think Drew Locke's the end of the world. He's not good, but. They, they could have worse. They could literally be trying to move forward with Geno Smith, who, after that first game, just showed his full Geno Smith ass after that. And the offense cratered accordingly. Like, Drew Locke is willing to throw YOLO balls. And that's 
That's what you want from DK Metcalf because all it takes is one play a game from him to to pay value. So I'm not he's he's not moving outside of my top ten until further notice. But you're right. If Russell Wilson is locked into Seattle for the next three to four years, I think both of us have him higher. Yeah, he's than, three or four probably. Yeah. You know, tied to tied to Russell Wilson hitting his prime. Sure. Um, I think we're probably burying the lead here. You have Garrett Wilson at seven. You also have Jamison Williams at 11. You also have George Pickens, who I know you love, at 15. My highest rated rookie is Garrett Wilson at wide receiver 18. You have three rookies in your top 15 wide receivers right now. You feel that confident about those guys? I mean, I landing spot's probably not going to move them a lot for me unless there's like literally like a Kansas City landing yeah. spot type thing to do anything with where these guys are at. I thought I was pretty aggressive having three in my top 30. You have three in your top 15. Like I said, I, I do this and I hated it. And you had me add the rookies afterwards. So I did my rookie <laughs> rankings next to it and then squeezed them in where I thought I would draft them if it was a, a, a startup. And um, it, But also, for me, you said landing spot doesn't change a lot. You know, for me, this is going to shake it up radically. So, yeah, if, if, if whatever, Jameson Williams goes to Green Bay, I could probably put him in it. Shit, six maybe jump with Garrett Wilson, <laughs> but that's that is neither here nor there. Um, yeah, a lot of it's just because we don't have a team and just guessing the upside. I really like Wilson, I really like Williams, I really like Pickens. So, p- squeezing these guys in after the rankings, I'm just thinking best case scenario, best landing spot, where would I have them? This is the highest they're going to be, all these guys. So, you know, I have Garrett Wilson ahead of Metcalf right now. If Come the draft, something shakes up in, in Seattle and Metcalf has a quarterback and Wilson ends up going to who's got the shittiest quarterback in the NFL. Oh, I can't yeah. think of one. But let's just say he goes to the Jets. <laughs> you know, I, I can <laughs> correct. I can I can move that around. But as of right now, like in my mind, imagining Wilson and Williams going to like Green Bay and Kansas City towards the end of the first. I'm I'm happy with those positions but the the rookies are always super fluid for me until i get an actual team you, you right. twisted my arm you made me do it <laughs> well this, listen this is this is in advance of the draft these guys will be you know in inserted into these rankings would be doing a disservice if we didn't include them in the in the rankings right now for talking dynasty but i'm with you it's again you're a lot more variant for you than me but just so everyone knows you have Garrett wilson seven i have Garrett wilson 18 you have Jameson Williams at 11. I have Jameson Williams at 23. You have George Pickens at 15. I have George Pickens at 40. And it's not that I don't like George Pickens. I, I do. He's my wide receiver five. Sorry, wide receiver six, if I could do math, who I like a lot. I think he's going to be an early second round pick. I could see him going to like a Chicago or Oof. a Detroit Oof. or, you know, a, maybe if, if the Jets don't target wide receiver in the first, that they go after a Pickens in the second. Hearing a lot of Drake London to the Jets, they do need to add to that wide receiver core to help Zach Wilson out. But I don't see George Pickens landing in Kansas City or you know Green Bay. I don't think they're using their first round pick on on George Pickens. There are multiple first round picks on a George Pickens type. So while that could hit for a Garrett Wilson or James Williams, that's, I don't see that world for George Pickens unless he falls to the late second. 
And that's not a death knell. There's a lot of great wide receivers that went late second. I mean, we yeah. just saw DK Metcalf at pick nine. I mean, he was he he was free falling in the draft, and my idiot Eagles took JJ Ortega Whiteside <laughs> over him as I'm <laughs> screaming at my fucking television. <laughs> draft the athlete, you know. That was figure the same the, draft. Yeah, figure the rest Jesus. out. Um, listen, Andy Isabella went for DK Metcalf. Just imagine him in Arizona. Revisionist history, but moving off the rookies on to some of the other players. And listen, you said Jalen Waddle took a hit. So just real quick, Jalen Waddle, I have a 10. Uh, I'm believing it. I have Jalen Waddle over Tyree Kill. Um, I'm by the age back, 23 years old, and you have him at 13. So not a lot of variance. I just wanted it stated that my dynasty rankings have Jalen Waddle above Tyree Kill. Moving off of him and just trying to find some some <laughs> other guys where – there's there's a ton of variance and gonna, something real quick not to not to cut you off but we're going to skip over them. We both have T Higgins at 14. What's interesting is T Higgins is wide receiver seven in uh, DLF's ADP. So we're way down on Higgins relative to everyone else doing mocks. And and yeah, I mean I'm glad you said that because a lot of guys that we have similarly ranked, I probably would skip over. And I is the two in Cincinnati to yeah to the guy we have as wide receiver one overall. I just I pumped the brakes a little bit. I love the talent of T Higgins. I just the situation. Yeah, it's a great quarterback, but he he's got a little more boomer bust potential. I think, and I don't really want to say that that's a wide receiver one. I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver one on my dynasty team. So I'm not going to rank him. Uh, as a wide receiver one. And there's a guy, as I'm scrolling through here, that I believe was just an omission for you in your write-up. And it's Michael Pittman Jr., who I have at 13, who you do not have ranked whatsoever. 32. In what? What? 32. 32. Okay. You know what I'm 32? should be 32. Then I forgot to put him in there. All right. Still. Egregious. Well, 32 before the rookies. So let's see. That, okay. that puts so, so he probably. 33, 34, 35, 36, 39, 40. Then I am at 40. Okay. With the so rookies. All right. So I, I have an issue with this, clearly. <laughs> I have, it should be right ahead of Bateman between have, Hollywood and Bateman. I have looking at your a borderline QB, a borderline wide receiver one. He has grown year over year. I think Matt Ryan's going to be great for him personally. Um, he's Mike, he knows big bodied receivers. <clears throat> he had Julio for years. We've seen growth year over year from Pittman 88 for 1082 and six last year with Carson Wentz played all 17 games. There is no one else in Indianapolis that is taking anything away from Pittman on a target basis. They've probably lost. If anything else, they Jack Doyle retired T Y Hilton, Hasn't resigned yet. He has no market. I don't. If they want him back, they'd probably have him for for pennies on the dollar. But he's going to be fighting with who? Uh, Paris Campbell and um, that's goodness it. gracious, that that's it, right? No, that, I'm thinking of the guy Ashton Doolin. Uh, that's right with with a little Mo Alley Cox in the red zone. I mean, unless they run the ball eighty percent of the time, Michael Penn's going to see one hundred and fifty targets this year from Matt Ryan, who might be a statue, but. He's going to make Michael Pittman a superstar this year. I I would love if you had Michael Pittman in any leagues we share together. I would just take him off of your hands for nothing. Well, now I know you like him now. I just thought you didn't include – I thought literally it was like an oversight on your part, not an insult that it clearly is. 
But, yeah, I have him at 32 uh, D- before the rookies. DLF's ADP has him at 22, so even relative to. So we we are the we are the DLF average. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Between the two of them, but I, I mean, uh, I think that Indianapolis addresses the passing game. Obviously, they have to. Um, they don't have a first round pick. Correct. I, uh, I don't know what their their plan. They need to get more competition in there. Whether they sign one of these lingering free agents that's still out there. I mean, the only name I think is Landry, really. But I just don't. I didn't like him coming out. I'm not a huge fan of his in the NFL. I, I get your argument, which is there's no one else there. So maybe well, I am too low on him just based on that alone. But you are certainly too low on him. I mean, you you yourself have Hunter Renfro ranked above him. Oh, that's, that's don't get me. We didn't, we didn't get into that with that's Devontae a, that's Adams. A, that's egregious. That boy's yeah, good. I mean, you know, a DJ Chark on a one-year deal in Detroit. Yeah, above Michael Pittman. That you, you you're gonna have to. You're going to have to explain this to the people. But, you know, Michael Pittman is the same. I wasn't high on him coming out either. You know, this big-bodied USC receiver, I feel like we're going through it again with uh, sure Drake are. London all over. Like the exact same, <laughs> like, build. But um, he was productive with other talent there as well at USC, and I probably should have given that more credence. He's grown on me. I'm actually trying to work a trade in a league, one of the few leagues that you and I don't compete in where – I want, I, w- I was targeting him and the guy who I'm trading with wants AJ Brown. And I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to give up AJ Brown, but clearly want more in the deal. You know, shit, I'd want to, you know, a Brinks truck if it were based upon where you have him. He offered me CEH and I was like, dude, that's not even close to getting us there. Like CEH, like right after the rookie draft, maybe, <laughs> but not, yeah, not you're going to need the first 2022. And I think that's where I'm going to have to go. But I don't see a world of difference between Michael Pittman Jr. and AJ Brown. I don't. And, you know, they're 4 and 13 for me. Oh, no, no. Listen, (laughs) AJ Brown in the Titans offense with Ryan Tannehill is just capped, even more so than I think Michael Pittman in the Colts offense with anybody. Uh, All right. But, you know, listen, I have AJ Brown at four. So I'm not insulting AJ Brown here. I just, I don't think they're definitely not 30 spots apart like you have them. No. Uh, about the, the nine where I have him, I think is entirely reasonable. But Michael Pim is going to be a wide receiver one for everyone this time next year. But let's move off of that, and we'll move on to some some other fun names. Elijah Moore, you have down at twenty three. I have at or maybe maybe I have up at fifteen. All right, so a six spot. Uh, or sorry, twenty one. He is twenty. Yeah. Let me start again because I'm looking at yeah. ages now at this. Bullshit the way I structured this. All right. I have Elijah Moore 15. You have Elijah Moore 21. So six spot variance. He's a fringy wide receiver one for me. You knew I was team Elijah Moore coming out of Ole Miss. I feel like I was the first person I heard compare him to Antonio Brown. And then he finally gets some burn with the shitty Jets offense last year and looks exactly like Antonio Brown on the football field. Gets hurt so he doesn't get to finish the year. But I am banking on a huge sophomore leap for Elijah Moore in this Jets offense. And he's one that I don't think he'll ever be able to be in like a top 10 for me. I just don't think he presents like that. Yeah. But I didn't think I was high when I when I ranked him here at 15. And not that you're super low on him. It's probably speaking more to Elijah Moore, who again was an early second round pick last year, that we both have him as a clear wide receiver too. I have him as a border one. You have him as a, a mid two. Um, 
in our dynasty rankings, and that's including rookies. So we both obviously think very highly of Elijah Moore. Yeah, I like him. Uh, again, you know, the guys ahead of him have, and, and him too. I don't necessarily trust this Jets offense yet. It sounds like this year they're really going to make a effort to get Wilson some weapons and, and get that team a little more potent on offense. Um, g- going ahead of him, McLaurin's in Washington. We don't know what Wentz is going to look like there. McLaurin's talking about not going into not practicing in camp because he's a team leader. He's going to show up, but he wants a new contract. Judy, who I just have ranked up there because I think he's going to play well with with um, Russell Wilson. Godwin, if he doesn't blow his ACL out, you have him 17. I have him 18. We both probably have Godwin higher, but because of the injury and who knows what's going to be a quarterback a year from now. So there's a path to jump over all those guys. And I got DJ Moore at um, – 17 you have him at 11 and i just hate that fucking offense and that team completely so listen while we're there in dj Moore, that team and offense has sucked the entire time he's been in carolina yeah i mean i have a mid middle of uh you have him wide receiver one i think he's more of a two but there's just there's enough red flags on everybody ahead of elijah Moore, who i i do like also if the Jets look good and we were to redo this at week eight, I, I would be comfortable putting him up in that 12 to 15 range where you have him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's coming for sure. And listen, let's let's talk about this DJ Moore because I probably should have talked about him before Elijah Moore. And we have a variance of six spots on him. You've explained why. But the last three seasons, DJ Moore just pencil him in for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns in these shitty offenses. If he can start getting some more consistent touchdown luck, I mean, this guy is pretty much putting up wide receiver one totals, just not getting in the end zone. I mean, he saw 163 targets last year across this, you know, Sam Darnold, end game, Cam Newton, uh, Philip Walker, you know, three-headed monster and heavy on the monster and still put up 93 for 11.57 and four. I mean, if he can somehow get to like eight touchdowns, Without really much else changing, he's entering his hyper prime. Twenty-five, just turned twenty-five. Happy belated birthday, April fourteenth, for Mister Deniston Moore Jr. I just, I'm there. He's another guy. That I said I'm not ranking him outside of my one. Well, he's another guy too. Uh, talk to me a year from now when they fire their fucking coach and get an actual quarterback who's competent. Yeah, he can he can blast off from that seventeen where I have him, but until I see better scheme, better players around him. I just can't, you know, four touchdowns ain't going to, ain't going to get it done. Mr. Moore. No, you're, you're absolutely right. We need, <laughs> we need more. <laughs> we need more. Um, but moving down from him. Yeah. You kind of touched on, you know, the Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, you know, mid wide two world. Yeah. Yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's really much to talk about here, but you mentioned, uh, Jerry Judy. So let's talk Denver wide receivers. You have Jerry Judy at 19 and Cortland Sutton at 25. I have Cortland Sutton at 24 and Jerry Judy at 28. So I'm Sutton over Judy, your Judy over Sutton. And you think more highly of that duo, you know, honestly, than I do overall. I kind of ranked them as a the upside of Sutton as the field stretcher over Judy as, you know, don't want to just pigeonhole it to the, the DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett rolls. No, that, that's a good role to pigeon that, him in. That's yeah, good. That came from Seattle. <laughs> well, let's, let's hope the offense is a little more creative 
than what they were doing in Seattle. But you just give me the Cortland Sutton upside that I've seen hit in the NFL over the Jerry Judy potential that I do like, but we have seen Cortland Sutton have an alpha season in the NFL. Cortland Sutton has put up 72 for 11, 12, and six touchdowns in his second season in the league. So I'm just buying into the – now they've finally given him a quarterback. This kid could explode. Um, but still, I have him as the end of my wide receiver two tier because I do think there's – there's a lot in Denver to, to be had. Sutton, there's Judy, there's Tim Patrick, who everyone loves. There's Albert Okwe Boonham, who is being said to be a, a hybrid tight end slash wide receiver who's going to eat targets. And then there's still the running game. So I'm still concerned that there's just probably not, you know, if, unless Russell Wilson continues to be as efficient as he has in his entire NFL career, you know, do, does he have upside to really carry two, you know, wide receiver twos even? anymore who I don't think are really of the caliber of a Metcalf locket. So a little more conservative, but I am, I'm buying in on Sutton over Judy. You've already spoken that you have Judy in 19. So you're, you're believing in that over. I, if over these were standard rankings and not PPR, I could flip them. I, sure. I, 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 and I love Sutton. I think the upsides through the roof, if he clicks with Wilson, he could be in our top 12 a year from now for sure. So I do love the upside. I just have Judy higher based on the – we'll go back to that Lockett Metcalf thing. You know, Russ has trusted the the better route runner, smaller guy who just gets open and gets these little passes. So I think he's going to see more volume, whether he gets more fantasy points, you know, in a standard league. I don't know if he gets more touchdowns or yardage or all that shit. But I think he's going to get a lot of targets and a lot of receptions. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to argue, you know, and – Bandy knee Jerry Judy does run some sweet routes, so I, I could get there. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes down for the two of them. Just for it's a few other knees, they're crazy. Uh, Legs work. Um, Devonta Smith, who I was 21, I do believe will probably or should probably be higher, to be honest with you. And just whatever what he was able to accomplish in this Eagles quote unquote passing offense last year. You have at 28. It's not, again, not a ton of variance just to speak to, you know, a seven-player swing between the two. Is it Devonta Smith or is it the Eagles offense? Uh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. <laughs> yeah, I had him. I mean, I wasn't way far off before the rookies. I had him 22, I believe. So, you had him 21. I am 22 before I squished the rookies in there. But he, yeah, I... I don't love him and I don't love this passing attack. I, I think he's fine. You know, the Eagles are rumored to be looking for a wide receiver again this year. Feels yeah, like those should. lion those Lions teams of the nineties where every year their first picks a yeah. <laughs> wide receiver and they pick the wrong one each year. So if if they could get another alpha in there, I think it's good for Smith. But currently right now, I mean a He's fine. He's not a guy I target. If he fell in my lap, great. But I don't, I don't love him or or hate him. And same thing with this offense. I mean, we need to see Hurts in the passing game take a big step up before any of these pass catchers, with the exception of Goddard, you know, gets a big bump in rankings anywhere. Yeah, I mean, seventeen games rookie season. Only saw 104 targets as the clear primary wide receiver in this offense 
64 for 916 and five, and he, he got peppered a little bit in the in the last week to to set the rookie record for the Eagles. So it wasn't even that glorious, but he had five touchdowns. So he's already exceeded what DJ Moore's been able to do sure. his entire career. And that was in just limited work. I mean, this dude gets open. He's fiery and competitive. I still have tons of concerns over his weight. He had a, he had an elbow issue where he was wearing like yeah, yeah. a brace for half of the year. I st- my concerns still are over his ability to hold up in time. Sure. I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be a long-term impediment for him. As anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I think we get one more year of Jalen Hurts unless he blows my mind because I believe the Eagles feel the same way, especially with that Saints trade they just made where they're stockpiling 23 picks now. And I'm going to give Hertz one more year to prove if he's the man or not. And then they can make a play to, to go up and get one of these 23 quarterbacks otherwise. But I, I do like Devonta Smith, not that you have him tremendously low rank. I just thought there was a, enough variance there to talk about. Where else are we at? Christian Watson, you have at wide receiver 27. I have down at 45. We have a 16-pick swing on him. Do you believe in Christian Watson? Are you believing that he's got potential to be a first-round pick? Where do you? What reason do you have to almost rank him as a wide receiver too already? Sure. One, <laughs> I do like him. But two, more than anything, I mean, a lot of the NFL mocks I've seen, it's Watson is the guy going to Green Bay or Kansas City at the end of the first. So, like I said earlier, the the, the rookies I have in these spots – based on dream scenarios. So for him, like I said, getting that first round draft capital, going to two of the better, you know, being linked to two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, that's why he's up there. If draft day comes and he ends up being a, you know, early day three pick to fucking <laughs> Carolina, that guy could kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, I just, and, and yes, if he lands in either one of his spots, wheels up, and the dude is hyper-athletic for his size. I still, and I know there's odds out there. I haven't looked. I still believe he's going to be an early second round pick when it's all said and done. So he's going to end up in one of those George Pickens type spots, like Detroit or Chicago (laughs) or the like. I I don't think he's going to a Green Bay. I think if Alave falls to Green Bay, they're going to take him in a second because they want to get, you know, Aaron Rodgers immediate type weapons. And I think Christian Watson has some growing to do still in the NFL when it's all said and done. So, I'm a little more conservative than you. I mean, I still like the player. And draft capital would change a lot for me with him because it just leads to opportunity. But I'm being a little more cautious with Christian Watson. Now, another big body receiver that you know we should probably talk about before we move back to the in the NFL guys, Traylon Burks, you have 23. I have 29. So fringy wide receiver two already. I'm not souring on Burks totally. He's still my wide receiver three in this class. Clearly, you are not either. I just I like Burks and so do you obviously over Watson, but you still went ahead and ranked him higher than I did and put him in that wide receiver two territory. Does, does that mean you think he still gets day one capital? Again, I, I'm just, I'm anticipating dream landing spot. So yes, but I, I, I'm not shocked at all. If he doesn't get it and he gets bumped down. I mean, I'm looking real quick here. Odds. Him, was he plus sixteen hundred right now to be twenty three point five is his predicted Vegas odds draft slot. So oh, I like that. So he's in that 
Green Current Bay, draft position Kansas over City under range. 23.5, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's in their wheelhouse now. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I'm I'm he's he's elevating very quickly into my wide receiver two territory with, with that type <laughs> of landing spot. Um he was my wide receiver one before some of that subpar testing and just where I've gotten with additional just film on Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams, who I'm just enamored with at this point. I still like Traylon Burks a lot. I just don't think he's as versatile as the other two guys. Like you're gonna have to scheme touches for Burks a little bit, which is fine. You can, you know, creative enough head coaches scheme touches in the NFL. Sure. We were just talking about you have Debo Samuel four. I have him at eight. You can scheme touches in the NFL. It's not, it's not beyond them. This isn't, this isn't the old NFL. So he has a tremendous range of outcomes and a lot of it could likely be tied to where he ends up and how creative they are offensively. So we're going to get off of rookies. There's not a lot more to really digest because you, uh, you were far more aggressive with the rookie rankings than, than I was. So we could probably spend just the whole time talking about rookies, but let's get back to some more of these veterans, right? You have Darnell Mooney at 31. You know, I love Darnell Mooney. I'm at 35, not a variance. I just, I like that Darnell Mooney, who is the clear one <laughs> overall in Chicago right now has, has some decent ranking to his name. I wanted to get him up higher. I just believe they're, whether one of their day two picks in round two, they're going to target wide receiver. It's just going to be a shitty situation in Chicago this year. Everything could be different a year from now sure. when when their their cap situation gets sorted out. I don't believe that Darnell Mooney is meant to be an alpha in an offense. I think he's a great secondary option, which is still has a ton of fantasy viability. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that that he he's a he's a one, and not like we're ranking him there. I just think we're probably a year away from Darnell Mooney kind of settling in to where he is actually going to be for the next several years. Yeah. Before the rookies, I have him at 24 um, DLF's ADP. He's 33. So even with the rookies, I'm kind of more in line with ADP, but I, you know, like you said, the, the problem is as it stands today, you know, we talked about this when we did the quarterbacks and me hating on fields and this fucking Bears front mm. office and staff and everything. There's nobody else there. I mean, teams aren't going to scheme to stop Cole Komet, right? So Montgomery, maybe he'll take some heat, but it, unless they change something dramatically, okay, we'll take away Mooney. Good luck, Justin Fields, throwing to whoever the fuck. You're running, you know, running for your life. Guys, yeah. I'm not even worthy, worthy of Googling. Yeah, like, Byron Pringle, Equinemius, St. Brown. Yes. Yeah, those, those are who is two and three so, are at present. Yeah. That's a huge ding for him because being the clear top option as it stands today <laughs> is not, not ideal. Yeah, no. Not ideal in this situation. No, sir. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my concerns as well. I think he might actually fall before he rises again. He might be a phoenix when it's all said and done because this could be an ugly season for Darnell Mooney, but I still love the player. I just wanted to to shout him out. A guy I have at 30, right above where That's you have, who Mooney, right? Brandon Ayuk, who you hate because you don't have him ranked in your top 42 with rookies right now. Brandon Ayuk's 24 years old. He's always just a Debo injury away from being an absolute monster. He's shown flashes. I get it. It's San Fran. But and he can be in the doghouse again for half the season like he was last year. That's but we have seen Ayuk, who who also 
his first two seasons in the NFL, he scored five touchdowns receiving each of those two years. So he's he's already exceeded what uh, our boy DJ Moore is capable of doing. He actually had two rushing touchdowns his rookie year too, which I thought. So 12 touchdowns in two years, that's what DJ Moore's had in the last three seasons of his NFL career. So again, you're finding an a coach that will scheme touches to these freaks. I wanted to get Ayuk higher, but in that offense, there's just limited touches to go around. They want to be run-based, and he is clearly behind Samuel and Kittle in the pecking order. But I think that could all change you know, if Debo goes down. So yeah. I wasn't going to put him outside my wide receiver three. You're, you're not – nothing you said is wrong. The, the problem I have is, like you said, we've seen flashes. He's, he hasn't done it consistently. And the thing that scares the shit out of me is the, the Niners are a team – where they will bury guys, and and we've seen them bury him for a while. Ayuk's in the doghouse. The guy doesn't show up. There was somebody else there too who, whose name is escaping me, but we've seen it with other coaching uh, staff. Right. And other people. There's someone else. To, it, it, the point is, it's <laughs> not unheard of to see guys for whatever reason not get playing time for shit that we don't even see on the field. <sighs> I have him at 47 with the rookies 56, which I'm that's way too low. But um I gotta I gotta adjust that. But yeah, again, even like the guys ahead of him that we've mentioned that we know are in that wide receiver one, two fringe territory, there's enough red flags that scare me off of him a lot. I mean ADP, he's at actually we're both low on him. He's twenty six right now for DLF. Yeah, I mean like I said, that's I I want to be there with them. You know, like the players I have above them, just above them is Traylon Burks, as I said, Jerry Judy, who I think deserves it. And then kind of like the elder states, and I have DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen in the 25 to 27 range that are all aging out uh, of the NFL. And not that you're tremendously off. You have Mike Evans at 24. You have, you do have Keenan Allen a little higher at 22. So you saw him as a wide receiver too. And then DeAndre Hopkins, you have a 30. So when, when we transition off of IU, you should probably talk about those guys who were all just set it and forget it wide receiver ones probably a year and a half ago. And now we only have one of them in our six rankings. Well, well let's say, let's say this is them. redraft. Where do you put them? I mean, they're getting the ding cause we're doing redraft. I put Mike Evans first personally, but how high do you put them over? Um, uh, well, I'd move him over every rookie we're talking about, and I'd move him over Correct. probably a handful of the second-year guys. He'd be a fringy wide receiver one for me. Me too. Yeah. Evans, so, I mean, we're then, just playing the ages. PR, game. I take Keenan Allen, and then lastly, I take DeAndre Hopkins of the three. Yeah, even I, I agree. We're, so Hopkins is the lowest for both of us. Where would you put Hopkins in redraft? Um. Probably a mid wide receiver too. He's still gonna. He's if he yeah, played I'm, sixteen I'm, games, he's catching ten or twelve touchdowns. Yeah, I'm it's thinking fifteen ish. So yeah, I mean they're just lower in in these rankings because they're dynasty and they're elder statesmen. They're old, <laughs> you know. Hopkins <laughs> are now twenty nine and Evans twenty eight. And this isn't their official ages. This is this is their age sure. as of today. So you know we'll start rolling this. So we'd say the age thirty seasons for Allen and Hopkins and the age twenty nine season for Evans, which. Evans is probably the worst out of three, given his body type and playing style. You know, Keenan Allen can be relevant for the next two to three seasons easily. Hopefully stays with the Chargers because he's just a crafty route runner, and they sure. persist. DeAndre Hopkins, contested catch guy, who just had a serious knee injury, lost half of the season last year. Later in his career, Mike Evans, just a clasher. 
on the outside who just, you know, wins playing bully ball, gets continue to work with Brady there, but who's the next guy? You know, a year older Mike Evans with no Tom Brady. <laughs> no bueno. Like you you want out of that you want out of that game uh, if you can help it. But yeah, those guys make sense. You know, you, you got to factor age into this equation. This is dynasty. Some of these guys lasted a ton of time in the startup that we're doing. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins sure. lasted forever in that startup draft for that exact reason. 29 years old plus injury. I mean, scary. And, and I got lucky with him. Um, I've had him in quite a few leagues, and I traded him two years ago. And there's always that saying, you know, get out two years early instead of two years too late. And I, and not that I predicted this was going to happen, but kind of like you said, see the age ticking up there, the writings on the wall. I was still able to get multiple firsts for the guy and, you know, he ends up getting banged up last year. He's a year older coming off the injury. I'm like, man, it feels good when you make those <laughs> deals. Cause I saw him getting picks this year from trading him years ago. You know what I mean? So Always yeah, keep that in mind, especially this time of year when people are trying to get in these drafts and rookies are on the clock. And if you could get out of Mike Evans, I mean, you're, you're probably going to miss out on a pretty good Mike Evans year in 2022. But talk to me in 2024 when your team is <laughs> rolling out Mike Evans out of the back of an ambulance every week. Yeah, to your point, I mean, if you trade him two years ago, I've never heard the two years too early, the two years too late. It's all, I've always heard the, a year too early than too late. I, I don't know if I'm willing to subscribe to two years, losing out on two years of an alpha. I mean, imagine if you traded Devontae Adams two years ago. I mean, you'd be kicking yourself. Uh, but you're getting a good time. return. It's you, not you like better, you're trading you the return of all returns. I mean, yeah. You're talking the mother load when, when it's all said and done. But I'm with you. It's, yeah. I, you need to get off of these guys before you're trying to get second round picks for them. You know, like it's, you're like, oh, and then I have to hit that second round pick, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, a year earlier, it's multiple firsts or a first plus, you know, a young upside type player and you're, yeah, you're resetting. That's what you got to do. So it makes sense why they, well, we got them where we do. Beyond that, we both have Brandon Cooks at 32, just signed a new contract with Houston, continues to produce 28 years old. <laughs> I think he belongs in a conversation with the Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. He just happens to be in Houston. We didn't get talked about. The dude just produces year over year as well. Concussion yeah. issues, you know, undersized speed, but just keeps producing. They and, just and pepper him with targets, yeah. so he can't beat that. Yeah, rewarded accordingly. So I agree that he's kind of properly placed. I have Chase Claypool at 31. You have Chase Claypool at 41. So a 10 spot variance with him. I know you don't like Chase Claypool. I'm not even that big a fan of him, but he's 23 years old. His situation changed for the better, getting rid of Big Ben, who cannot throw the ball deep. Hasn't been able to do it. The entire time Chase Claypool has been in the NFL, which is why Deontay Johnson has just eaten and eaten and eaten, why the running backs get shit tons of targets, while the tight ends heavily involved, because that's as far as Big Ben could throw a football for the last two years. Now he gets Trubisky and whoever else they end up with still think they're probably going to be looking at quarterback in the draft. I just think better days are ahead for Claypool. He's an absolute fucking knucklehead and makes dumb plays. Everyone's going to re- remember his stupid you know, celebration after a first down catch in a critical moment for them. But I'm going to hope he matures a little bit more. Again, still 23 years old. And at this, I mean, I have him as a low end three. You have him as a four. Like, He's a throw-in. I just got him as my wide receiver four in the startup we're in. And I'm just like, that that one was easy for me. 
to to get him there. I think you're too low on Chase Claypool. I probably am. Before the rookies, he was 34 for me, so closer to where you have him. Um, I, I I just I've never been sold on the talent. Not a fan of his coming out. He had that, you know. And a lot of the huh? I like that? no. You don't like the Mapletron? No. No. And I bump a lot of these guys down who I'll, I'll lead this into our next conversation. I bump a lot of these guys down that are the, the boomer bust big play guys. I mean, what, that rookie year he had a three touchdown and a four touchdown game, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I remember the one he had against the Eagles. <laughs> so, I mean, you go at the end of the year, you go, oh, this guy's got whatever. I don't know what it was. We'll just say 10 touchdowns. But you go, oh, hey, seven was in two games. So for for 14 other weeks, he (laughs) didn't fucking score. So, you know, depending on how – where that weighs for you. And if this is the best ball ranking, I have him way higher. But, but again, that's not what we're doing here. But similar to him, if you go up to my 33 and 34, I have Amari Cooper and Mike Williams, who I'm significantly lower than you on, who you have – Mike Williams up at 19 and Amari Cooper 22. Cooper I've never liked just because I don't like boomer bust guys. And that's what Cooper does every every other week in the NFL. Oh, here, Amari Cooper exploded. Eight, nine catches for 170 yards and two scores. Great. Then the next week he gets two targets and no fucking catches. And you're getting a goose egg from a healthy guy. And I can't – those guys I will never – be comfortable in that wide receiver two range. And, and Mike Williams, the same thing. I've never liked. There's other weapons there in, um, in oh, I still Go ahead. Go LA. Ahead. San Diego. Yes, San Diego. <laughs> so, it, and Williams it probably changed my mind a bit last year. But until – until I see it consistently. I mean, he exploded out of the gates and faded at the end of the year, especially when you need these guys for fantasy. So I, I need the consistency. So anyone who, who has these monster games and then a real down game, they're always going to be lower in my rankings, but that's just a personal preference thing. Yeah. Well, listen, let's, let's, let's just cycle through these. Yeah. Chase the Don't disagree with you. I mean, but his last two seasons, eerily similar except for the touchdowns, and I didn't realize they were this close. His rookie year, 109 targets, 62 catches for 873 yards and nine touchdowns. Last year, 105 targets, 59 catches, 860 yards, and two touchdowns. Literally, other than the touchdowns, it was almost a mirror image of utilization from him. Didn't Wasn't really as effective. He had more carries. What did he finish he was, last he was, year? Better as a rusher. He was 10 rushes for 16 yards and two touchdowns his rookie year. He was 14 for 96 this past year. So he's getting more effective in the reverse game. Um, Points. But yeah, yeah, listen, it was actually, yeah, less points than his rookie year, even though he's, you know, they were obviously giving him goal line sweeps. If I recall correctly, I believe one of them was against the Eagles in that big touchdown game from him. I don't know where he finished. I'm looking just up his raw stats, but. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. He had two touchdowns last year. I mean, and I, I think that more on Ben than anything else. Personally. I think he's more the two touchdown guy than that nine. Like those. Well, see, I don't. He's the big play guy. I mean, yeah. Is he is he nine ten? No, but I think is he six or eight? Sure. And if he gets used a little bit more downfield, I mean, he averaged fourteen point six yards per reception last year, and that wasn't because of Ben. <laughs> I guess sure. think there was a lot after the catch there that if I cared to do it, I could look and see. 
where his air yards were, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to blindly believe that he had a lot of yards after the catch last year. You were talking about Amari Cooper and Mike Williams. I, we all know you hate Mike Williams. I wasn't going to waste the time for the people discussing <laughs> why you have him so egregiously low with our 15-spot variance. To me, Mike Williams just inked up a deal that's going to have him in San Diego for at least the next two-plus seasons tied to Justin A. Bear. Yeah, count me in. He's a top 20 wide receiver for me all day long. You hate him. We'll move on off of that. I know you hate Amari Cooper too. So it wasn't really going to fight that. I'm very interested to see what Amari Cooper does once Deshaun Watson gets in the field in Cleveland because you're talking about another team that has nothing to to throw sure. to. I mean, it's in Joku, and then it's a joke. I mean, that's literally what Cleveland has at present. They can run it as much as they want, but I got to think that's 10-plus targets locked week in and week out for Amari Cooper for the next few years. I mean, I know they can get out from under him after this year, but I would think if he does what I believe he's going to do, they're, they're just not going to let him walk and then have Deshaun Watson have no one all over again. He's got to get another deal in Cleveland. This is probably just a trial run for, for him, but I still am in on Amari Cooper, only 27 years old. Seems like he's been in the league for like 10 years now because he's gotten passed around like a hot potato, but He's in my low-end wide receiver, too, so not over the moon about him, but I still think he's a guy has two more years before you should sell him is, is how I feel about Amari Cooper, and clearly you're like, you should have sold him last year. before. You no, I mean, I, I get why people have him ranked where he's been for years. I, I, I don't, like, I don't think you're crazy for having him at 22. Like I said, in best ball, I'd put him higher. But for me, for my personal rankings, at the end of the year, he might be, you know, wide receiver 15. But just for me, the, the cons- I, I will gladly take a guy who's going to give me a steady 12 points every week than a guy who's going to give me 24 one week and zero the next. You know what I mean? It, at the end of the year, it adds up the same. But give me that 12 that I could count on other than that boom bust that that's the main reason he's low for me. And, and, and I agree with everything you've said with him in Cleveland and, and no other competition there. And he's probably going to get more work and, and should get peppered. But you know, our, our buddy Scott Connor always says a lot of the, the target stuff, these guys, if they, if they're productive enough on the field and doing what they need to do, they're going to demand those targets. There's a reason Cooper has had multiple games with less than five targets every season of his career. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not a big X's and O's guy, but I, I mean, there's a reason why every year for on several teams, he's had dog shit games where he wasn't even hit with targets. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was the Mark Cooper's, Career high, or how do you say this? In a season, his season high for targets in his NFL career over eight years is 132. He's exceeded 133 times. He was 130, 130, and 132. Two of those 130 targets happened in his first and second years in Oakland. So, yeah, it, it has dropped for him mm-hmm. since then. Missed a few games here and there with injury, but he's he's lived in the 104, 107, 119, 96 tight world. I mean, he's only saw 130 in 2020 after those first two years in Oakland. So you're right. I mean, he's never been a target hog. He hasn't even come close to average in 10 targets per game at any season uh, of his career. I think that changes this year. But 
I'm with you. He his his track record proves that he is going to egg you a few times over the year. Yeah, and it's usually after a huge game, if I recall correctly. Uh, yes, Cooper. Absolutely. Like when you feel super comfortable about starting him, he just fucking hits you on mischief night. Yeah, you know, oh, and the vice totally person. eggs your house. Yeah. <laughs> then he puts up the goose egg, and the next week you're like, I can't trust this guy. Boom! <laughs> and two he explodes game. on your bench. Yeah, two touchdown game. Yeah, he's 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 frustrating to to own, but I still think overall body of work should be ranked a, a little bit higher. Now we're kind of getting into the dark days and we're running short on time, but there are a few more names we should probably discuss a little bit here. And it's, we both had Juju ranked outside at a wide receiver three, but he's not dead. I mean, I have him at 37, you have him at 42. You know, he's only 25 years old. I'm very interested to see what a year in Kansas city does for him. Rashad Bateman, I have a 36. You have a 40. I think there's upside there. You have Hollywood Brown ranked one spot ahead of him. I do not have Hollywood Brown ranked in my top 40 players overall. And it's just I don't like the profile. I I like Bateman more. Bateman is 22 years old. I think he is going to take that alpha chair with a healthy season in Baltimore. Not that it's the most – it's not the prettiest chair in the NFL – that's for sure, because they're way behind Mark Andrews, and it's a limited passing offense. But I just like what Bateman could be, because they try to change Marquise Brown into like an underneath receiver, you know, like a like a volume player, when he's meant to stretch the field. And that's better for their offense as well, as that keeps yeah. the running lanes open. So I'm going to hope they go back to that this year with him, and he doesn't see near the volume that he saw in years past. And that means Andrews and Bateman are going to eat in that shorter quadrant of the field with a better run game. So I'm higher and I'm optimistic about Bateman. He's the end of my wide receiver three tier. I think he could be in the top 30 for me easily this time next year. If he does what I think he can do. I I loved him coming into the league, hated the landing spot. Um, I I agree. The upside is still there, but I, I just don't see it with this scheme in place with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Um, as far as Brown goes, everything I trashed about boom and bust guys, that's where Brown was for me. But last year he was surprisingly consistent and, and, and heavily involved. So I'm anticipating that continues. If it goes back to field stretcher type of thing that you just talked about, then I'm, I'm going to bump him down significantly. But I, I'm, I'm anticipating more of the same that we saw last year, which I, I – Went from not being a Hollywood Brown fan to now I'm like, oh, I kind of like what this guy could do if they get him involved more. But same thing, I have Bateman behind him. If they do keep Brown involved that way, that's at Bateman's detriment, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown, kudos, had 146 targets last year. We just talked yeah. about you know, Amari Cooper's career high is 132. Like, yeah, they were peppering. I saw games where like Hollywood Brown caught like 10 passes. He, he was like Rondell Moore. He caught 10 passes for like 50 yards. In a game, it was it was fucking insane. The fact that he ended up with ninety one for a thousand and eight and six actually surprises me. And you know, his yards per reception dropped over two yards from the previous season, just indicative of how they're using him differently. But still scored touchdowns. I mean, seven, eight, and six. His three years in the NFL. So again, greater than DJ Moore for as far as getting into the end zone is concerned. I just I don't ever think he's going to be that guy again this that offense fell apart last year their running game was old and ineffective they lost Lamar Jackson for huge swatches of time uh, Rashad Bateman had an like uh, core muscle surgery 
you know, and so wasn't even there for OTAs or the start of the season. They had no one else to throw to, you know, Sammy end game, Sammy Watkins and your boy, Devin Duvernay. Where, where you saw, did you see where Sammy signed? Yeah. He went to green Bay, uh, which is good for him. I mean, he'll week it? one, Sammy Watkins going to have a monster. <laughs> this is what he does. Um, I dropped him in a league where I had to get down you know, to make my roster legal. And then I was like, of course that's where he signs, but it's not, he'll just, he'll tempt you worse than Amari Cooper would uh, from a week to week basis. So, Probably best to not have him on my <laughs> on my roster when it's all said and done. But then, lastly, well, maybe not last. Let's talk about two. Michael Gallup, who you just drafted in, in this dynasty startup, where and you have a thirty-five, I have a forty-one. We both like Michael Gallup. Twenty-six years old, just signed a deal to stay in Dallas for I believe the next three seasons. You know, we're talking about CD Lamb being a top three guy, and we're just leaving Gallup for dead down here. I think it's a little ACL driven with Correct. him, but. He has thousand yard six touchdown, easy upside in this offense, and no one should be surprised if that happens as soon as next year if he recovers from this ACL quickly. He's going to be a guy that we could both be talking about within our top thirty a year from now. I have him twenty eight before the rookies, um, and and you know we mentioned that two receiver dichotomy earlier too. If CD Lamb starts to do well then teams are going to roll coverage that way. Gallup can end up in this 15 to 25 range for me easily. This is driven by him being banged up this year. But And, and you mentioned it earlier. We've been Gallup fans for a long time. So, And we anticipated this kind of being the move down the road where Gallup, we didn't know years ago they're going to draft C.D. Lamb, but we knew Gallup was going to go into this role, and they prioritized bringing him back, even with the injury. So he's part of this offense. Dallas has one of the better scoring offenses in the NFL. I don't think that changes in the next year or two, and th- those that work's going to go somewhere. I-, I think Gallup is arguably for fantasy outside of the obvious ones, that, you know, like T. Higgins and shit. But he he's very under the radar is one of the top number two wide receivers in football. Yeah. I mean, and 26 years old and his deal will have him in Dallas through his prime. You know, so yeah. I, I agree with you. I think he's a guy that had he not gotten injured and knowing Amari Cooper was gone, he'd be a lot higher for both of us and be talked about uh, a lot more. So, so two more things. One, Gabe Davis, I've Gabe Davis at 39. You do not have him. On this list, I'm sure you're going to throw out something without rookies where you have them ranked. But Gabe Davis, interestingly enough, is two years in the NFL. Listen to this. 62 targets, 35 receptions, 599 yards, and seven touchdowns his rookie year. 63 targets, 35 receptions, 549 yards, and six touchdowns his second year. I mean, that is that is a Chase Claypool level eerily similar to the two. The main difference is postseason Gabe Davis this past year, 10 catches for 242 yards and five touchdowns. They told Cole Beasley, you take your no vaccine ass <laughs> out of town. Man, Manny Sanders, thanks for absolutely nothing. Yes, they could end up drafting someone when it's all said and done, but I think it's finally Gabe Davis into the wide receiver two chair in Buffalo, and the wheels are going to be up. I kept just thinking of Gabe Davis as I'm ranking other guys. And I believe I'm too low on him. You don't even have him where I have him. Where do you have Gabe Davis at? 37 before the rookie. So there you go. Before the rookies. 
So yeah, I'm in forty five. Eight to that, yeah. Forty. Oh, look at that. Six. All right, we're both going to regret that a year from now. No, I agree completely. Um, the thing that I that dings Davis was them bringing in uh, Crowder. Yeah, I don't care about that. Crowder can be and live in the slot where he belongs. <sighs> I, he doesn't. He. I believe Crowder will see less work than Cole Beasley saw in really? this offense. See, I think because it was, it was clear Josh Allen loved Cole Beasley. Not that I don't yeah. think Crowder is a talented player. I just, I, I think he's just going to be the, the newest in a long line of them bringing in other receivers that aren't targeted in the offense. Do you know yeah. how old Jameson Crowder is? He's young. He's like 25, 26. <laughs> 28. But is he 28? I, I, I feel like he's been in the league for 15 years. It's, it, it's ironic. He's older than I thought he was. Because he was only was he only ever with the Jets, right? He didn't, he wasn't no, Washington else. started with Washington. Oh, I totally forgot about Washington. Yeah, I would have aged him a lot more, and I totally remembered he started with Washington. He did four years in Washington before three with the Jets. Yeah, so hey, he's he's no spring chicken either. So yeah, consider me less than scared of of Jamison Crowder. Yeah, he'll he'll get targets in this offense, but. If anything, I, that might ding Dawson Knox's ascension a little bit more than I think it will do anything to Gabe Davis because Crowder can't play on the outside. So when they go three wide, which they'll do a lot, it's going to be Diggs and Gabe Davis on the outside. Save, save for them drafting a wide receiver like the ones we were talking about earlier and totally crushing Gabe Davis, which and, and yeah, I hope is not their priority. No. Before we log off, we're now we're going to do some, some more elder statesmen that I don't even see you have ranked. Michael Thomas, who I have at 42, and Tyler Lockett, who I have at 44. You don't even have in your top. Where would you go to 42? And I know you'll probably say after rookies, you know, or before Correct. rookies or whatever it was, but both 29 years old. We were talking about similar 29 year olds in, you know, like DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen that are, you know, almost 20 spots higher from me. Michael Thomas almost seems like he's totally forgotten, which I think he should be personally. I mean, he's, he hasn't really done shit in the last two years. And now, you know, they, hopefully he comes back healthy now. Maybe just hated Sean Payton. And now that he's gone, you can see, you know, a vintage Michael sure. Thomas season. But he's still 29 years old, you know, with a, with a chronic ankle injury. It seems like that he didn't even have, you know, surgery, surgery wasn't done properly or in a timely fashion. Rehab hasn't gone according to plan. Like anything you read is that this, this is not good. Ankles are important for wide receivers. Sure. Michael Thomas is a guy. Shit, you to your mantra two years early, the two years too late. It would have been great to get off of that guy two years ago. I traded him for a first and Marquise Brown two years. Uh, I feel like I remember season. talking to you about that because yes. you still weren't all Marquise Brown at the time. I'm like, yeah, you take that deal because Marquise yeah. Brown is on the field and you, you just hope you get sure. an early first in that deal. And yeah, if Thomas does anything of significance, you better get off of him because I don't care about it. His game could last if he was healthy, but he hasn't been. Yeah, I, then, I've got them 44 and 46. Okay, so now and Lockett, your other guy, is that, you know, with him with Russell Wilson is just still dripping with upside. They just have a mind meld, and that moon ball hits enough right. times in a year. But him with any other quarterback is an epic fall for Tyler Absolutely. Lockett. And it's unfortunate because I still think he probably would have had two more good years, if not more, if Russell Wilson was still in Seattle. So he, listen, we're talking about DK Metcalf as a placeholder at nine. Tyler Lockett just cratered out in dynasty yes. by losing Russell Wilson. Correct. Correct. I, I Anyone else you want to talk about that we, not whether they're really, I'm curious that where you had you had had I don't see Tyler Boyd for you anywhere. I had him 41 with the rookies, puts him like 40. 
put him like 50. But I, I think that's actually too low. I like Tyler Boyd a lot. <laughs> um, I I am a Tyler Boyd fan. I think he's found his, his role. And oh, I'm not trying to insult Tyler Boyd, but I'm just trying to look. He signed a extension, I think, before they add Jamar Chase to the roster. So I just want to look and see what his deal looks like. He, no, no. So, I mean, it's not that bad. He's only signed through 23 with uh, the Bengals, and it's, it's a reasonable deal. I mean, he's only costing them eight shy of nine mil each of the last, the next two seasons, which will probably run out Barrow's rookie deal. And then Boyd will be gone as he enters his age 30 season in 2024. So there's value there with him in PPR, but he is a distant, <coughs> distant, distant third in that pecking order. We Correct. were just talking about two guys that some people are considering borderline both wide receiver ones. And I think you said Higgins is, is a consensus one in DLF rankings. So if you're feeding Chase and you're feeding Higgins, you, you ain't fucking feeding Boyd. Yeah, but for a wide receiver four. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where he belongs. He, he'd probably yeah. be in the conversation. Like, I have Kadarius Tony at 43. Yeah. I see you don't have him right. I'll take Kadarius Tony at 23 years old all day, every day over Tyler Boyd. And I have him 40. Up, 40 you know, and yeah. Boyd okay. 41. So. Yeah, so, so you would too. <laughs> for me, I would clearly do it. I, I just give me those years back. Yeah. See what Dayball can do with Kadarius Tony in that offense. But. You know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be on the hunt for Tyler Boyd. You know, even if I was looking for like a a wide receiver four option in my dynasty team, I would mm-hmm. think I could do better. Even though I do think he deserves to be in that wide receiver four rank conversation, he'd be outside of my fifty easily. But no disrespect, I just think he's he's got blotted out over the years in Cincinnati. Well, that that should do it as we. Close on a whimper as usual with some guys we don't <laughs> really even want to talk about, but uh, th- that's it. We got the draft coming up in a week. Um, I I may be down there for parts of it. I'm not sure what my plan is yet. I did get my free NFL Pass app bullshit, so um, maybe I'll do some live reporting for the 40 out there. So we'll see, but that should do it for today. Hopefully, you enjoyed these uh, last four weeks of dynasty rankings for myself. John Dabari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, uh, on the Fantasy 40 Podcast. As always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. Be sure to check them out. Promo code 40. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. To the draft, motherfuckers. Yes. All right. I got to go get my mom. Yes, you do. Uh, Listen, just before you go, just so you don't think I chickened out, Aaron Hernandez was not so. I think everyone thought, oh, Derek Carr locked into Vegas for the next three years with Devontae Adams and all those guys. I'm like, we're going to take a look at his contract real quick. Fuck, why did he sign that thing? It's, yeah. a prove it, it's a prove it year after year deal. They can fucking tell him to kick rocks every single year. Yeah? Are you worth 40 mil or are we moving on as soon as 2024? I didn't miss Gronkowski resigning, right? Nah, he's. I, I haven't read much about him. I 100% believe he's going to play for the Buccaneers this year. So do but I. But he's thrown out some, like, not certain he wants to play football. And I just think it's because he doesn't want to sign this early. Like, he doesn't want to come to OTAs and do all that. Yeah, he wants to make that fucking. <laughs> yeah, like, he's probably told Brady, like, dude, we're, we're good. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Brady, we're good. Like, we, we don't need any 
pass rep, you know, <laughs> pass reps in, in OTAs. We got this all figured out. 